You did it again. Dave, <laughs> Dave, you yes, fucking man. pissed off a lot of people again. Uh, Talking dude, I about just do that, don't I? J-Dub. I, I mean, look, I thought you made a hell of a point, and I understand some of the other points that are being made. But before we get too much into J-Dub and Ant, because we have a lot to say about that, but that's a tease. Let's talk, let's talk about what we really came here to talk about. I have man, a question for you, Dave. Yeah, for sure, man. Let's just get yeah. into it, why don't we? I mean, we're throwing elbows here, and every single time that I feel like you stop the, the conversation one way, and then you ask me a question, we're about to get a backlash. So I'm bracing for it. So what's the backlash, man? What are it we talking about? Josh Giddy, the best passer in the NBA. Oh, this is going to piss people off. I love it, bro. This is really going to upset some people, man. Um, Let's get into it, dude, because, I mean, for the first time, and I wouldn't say in a long history of the game, the best passer in the league, I would consider as an open statement. Because some people will say Luka is it. Some people will say Jokic is the uh, best passer. Some people say Chris Paul. But none of them have exemplified the all-around passing game that Josh Giddy does. Okay, so Luka is phenomenal cross-the-court passes, right? I mean, he's decent at passing the ball in balance, but phenomenal passing a ball across court. Uh, uh, Chris Paul's vision is legendary. It, you know, the passes that bounce passes between, you know, the smallest of spaces, right? Um, you've got uh, Joker, who, Jokic, who could throw the ball anywhere and up above people and all around, you know? But the combination of all these things, I mean, you have to go back to elite, very fucking elite amount of people um, in the game to say that Josh Giddy, you know, comparatively, because if you look at his inbounds passes, you look at his alley-oop, and people say it's weak. Well, it's weak because he hasn't had somebody that's outstanding to throw it to, you know? And then we can keep getting down to all these things that, that Josh brings to the table. And again, as far as all-around passer from, you know, baseline to baseline, I think Josh Giddy has to be the best passer in the league. So, obviously... Yeah. Hilberton, I, I agree. Hilberton is Halberton. is an, Halberton is a hell, hell of a passer, dude. Like, I I I, I get it. Lucas, but Lucas' cross court vision and finding the open guy is truly spectacular. And I've I've always brought up Lucas because, in, in my opinion, when we're playing against Luca, which we do a lot, um, he just tears us apart by the passing. Yeah, and and that's why I look at it, and I'm like, okay, there's very few guys that can tear us apart in the passing like Luca does. And if you look and break down what Luca can do in the vision that he sees, I mean, he, it's special. And I get it. Um, Halberton is is phenomenal, but you know, I mean, Luca's Luca's something special. All right, so next question, bro, about this. Like, we, I think if we were to ask everybody who's the best inbound passer in the league, everybody listening at least, they would say that's Giddy. Right. So part of this, what we have to do is look at trajectory. Okay. You have to say like, where was he when he entered the league? Um, where is he going? How are teams defending him? How sure. is he improving against those types of defenses? Um, and all those things. And yeah, you could look at it and say like, there are certain people who have more assists or there are other players who, you know, have different things, but for his usage, having an all NBA player on his team. Right. Sure. And, the way that he relies on the past and his whole team relies on the past and coach uses, uses it 
to keep the ball moving from side to side. But then there's a special side of it where he threads the needle for an assist. Um, those types of passes where he shifts the defense with his eyes and then he throws the ball the other way. But it's it's uh, it's shifting the defense, but it's shifting the offense with his eyes. He's shifting the player that he's going to with his eyes. I think that's where I look at Josh Giddy, and I, you know, you got to go yeah, to Brian, for sure. Yeah, you got to go to Jason Kidd. I mean. I, I, Steve Nash. I mean, you got to go to some of the greats when it comes to passing and compare them to early in their careers because you don't see somebody that's this mature as a passer at this young of an age ever. You just don't. I mean, the fact that you have to go back in the last 20 years and you probably can pick out a handful of guys that has exemplified the passing abilities that Josh does as a second year, a handful of them. You know, and so then that's why I, I'm going back and I'm saying, you know, for me, like, like Jokic was a phenom- phenomenal passer, but he wasn't at Josh Giddy's level that year, too. You know, no, it, no doubt. Uh, you know, we can go Luca the same thing and Halbert, Halbert, blah, 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 the same thing. You know, <laughs> I love names, man. They fuck me up so bad. It's not even funny, man. But I always but, think um, Dick Cheney, Halliburton, and that gets me there every time. But again, it's it's about. It's about that. Like, I, I'm glad we got Henry. Um, What's up, Henry? What's up, Brian? Talking about this right here. Um, <laughs> um, I love it, man. Okay, so check this out. I, I want to be honest. We'll get back to Josh Giddy and the rest of the pastors in a second. But okay, know, I want to. I want to get. I want to get this real fast. Let's get this, Henry. All right. So, would I rather have Ant or J Dub on my team? I think that's where we started, right? Ant or J-Dub. And this is why I want to make sure everybody understands is that Ant is a good competitor, right? But when he came last year back to the NBA after the um, break, I mean, Zion-esque is what I would consider it. I mean, people are like, oh, he was in the gym. Look at his muscles. No, listen, man, it took him two or three months to get back in shape, right? And everybody's like, he's the best player on that team. Well, think about that. If he came in to the season in shape he would have been a much better player but i i don't if the oklahoma city thunder win 53 games right like we think they're going to win 50 plus games this next year right minnesota timberwolves aren't going to win that many games they're just not they're just going to suck they're going to find a way that that you know ant gets injured or you know rudy gobert gets injured or you know everybody knows that um my point exactly he gets injured all the time. Well, so I'd say players who are built like linebackers who are a little heavier and tend to end up, you know, falling harder. And Henry, like do that, research, bro. Just do dude. research. Go look at look at Anthony Edwards, the beginning of 2022. Use your fucking brain, bro. Get out I'm of just, here with this shit, man. It's, it's all good. Listen, we, I'm not worried about any of this stuff because in the end – what we're looking at, once again, like we talked about with Giddy, it's trajectory. Ant was the number one pick in the draft for his draft. And everybody can look at him and say, like, he has superstar potential. There's sure. no doubt. If you're no picking number one, you need but to But he's have in that. Minnesota, so his okay. superstar exactly. potential goes about three inches. <laughs> that's when you start wondering, like, his ceiling. Because I can list a bunch of players who were drafted number one who had incredible starts to their career. And it hurts it to say, but, like, a Blake it hurts Griffin. when your favorite player is a fat ass. I get it. Uh, but like Blake Griffin, right? He had one of the best rookie campaigns in the NBA history, at least in the last 20 years, for sure. And you look at like 
what happened? Well, the problem was the organization didn't have the tools to help him develop his game to become the level of player that he needed to become so that he was remembered as an all-time great. Ant has the potential to be an all-time great. Nobody's arguing with that, right? But will he become? And then yeah, that's listen, when we look at the Timberwolves I, and we say, there are questions about the organization. It's the same thing for KG. KG learned the most important lesson. In order to become one of the greats, you got to get the fuck out of Minnesota. You got to get the fuck out of Minnesota. Gotta get the fuck out of Minnesota. And and I, I think that's the thing. It's, it's so I wish it it's, wasn't it's like so that. delusional that I even the Minnesota like that, people are are in this idea that they have this beautiful, unbelievable organization. And I to that I just laugh because you traded five first round draft picks dude, or four, three first round draft picks don't. for Rudy it, Gobert. Yeah, I think it was five, and it was swap. It was dude, listen, don't. But, <laughs> I know it was like Ant's chance at getting they like just anywhere. They shot themselves in the foot for five fucking years. I know. If they really believed in Ant, they should have built around Ant, not built around. But anyway, we look. We're not going to get into that because that's part of the problem. Like it's like having termites, right? Like you can't ever actually build anything. It might look really good from the outside, but like it's going <laughs> to collapse. Like they go all in on getting to the seventh seed or the eighth seed, and it's like great. But that's like your peak. And from like now they're already talking about moving past Towns because they're like, oh, Towns has, you know, he, he's not a winner. Like how long till they're saying the same shit about Ant? Not long. Okay. Because these types of things last about five years before people get sick of it. And then they're like, oh, well, you can't win around this player. Look, they went through Zach Levine. They went through Jimmy Butler. They went, they're about to go through Ant. And they're like, they're blaming the players. And listen, that's why when I look at J-Dub, Minnesota I, I look at his the worst organization, worst organization of all sports in the listen, last 20 stop, stop, years. Stop, stop, stop. Listen, you can't, you can't, when you talk about J-Dub, you can't look at him and say a player who led the league in dunks from the guard position, who shown potential to be able to shoot about, you know, a 40 plus percent from behind the arc, has mid-range game that's just absolutely killer and is an elite defender, right? You can't say that a player like that just isn't in the ballpark of your favorite player. Now, he might have only averaged 13 points and, and averaged like 24. I get why I'm people just saying, are at I'm that. just saying. But we if, have to go back to trajectory. This is not like Minnesota like J-Dub has been in the league for, for longer than Ant. Yeah. Ant's been in the for longer, even though he got in younger. J-Dub wasn't even an elite prospect by the time – um, Ant was the number one pick. Like they're on different trajectories. <laughs> it's so different, right? And so, so it's, it's like it's like night games. and day, or you know, you could say like I, anything, man. Like What's I've up, never seen, I've never seen a different trajectory as this because the reality is, is that if Minnesota was intelligent, they would have kept their five picks, built around Anthony Edwards, and traded everybody else. That's the problem with this. Now they're sitting in here. They're getting older guys. They have thirty-year-old guys that. Yes, they eliminated us from the playoffs, but congratulations. They're fucking old-ass people now. Like, they got one young guy and a couple, maybe a couple young guys that are worth it, but their money are they're paying out their ass for a seven seed. Okay, so let's talk. Let's take it this bigger picture, right, for the Thunder, because we're, like, we're not here to tell Minnesota why their team sucks. Like, I think everybody else can do that for us. But listen, here, here's the thing, okay? When you have an all-NBA player. Everybody can say it. Like SGA, right? And you've got a player like Chet coming on that we believe has a chance to lead the league in blocks. Okay. You got a player that we're looking at in J Dub who we think has all NBA talent and all NBA ability. In the next right? three years, he's going to get to that level. And we've got Josh Giddy, who we believe is the best passer in the league. Okay. On we top haven't of even that, talked about Shea, who got, was an all NBA team. Right. And we got Isaiah Joe coming off the bench, who leads the league in three point 
um, percentage off the bench and really second in the whole league behind Steph as far as I remember at the end of the season. Um, like, people are under selling the thunder a lot of people yeah. want to sit back and i see all the thunder youtube videos that people who are posting and stuff and they all want to say like the thunder are scary the thunder are about to take over the nba they're like all these big things sure. but nobody's saying this is about to happen right now okay here's my question okay if the thunder go on to win a championship in the next few years okay which i believe is a total possibility completely it would be the equivalent of people saying that ant is better than clay thompson <laughs> Right. Like, oh, yeah, but he can average 30. (laughs) Yes. But like if we're winning championships and he's sitting there on the eighth seed, ain't nobody going to make that argument. I know. But that's my whole point about it is that like people are getting stuck about, you know, ant this and ant that. But the reality is of what's happened is, is that it's going to be ant and nobody else because they have no draft picks. They got nothing else. So when they move on from um, Towns and when they move on from Gobert and Gobert brings them back one draft pick, first round draft pick. Right. They'll be able to have that draft pick to be on Ant. And then they'll be able to take whatever they can get for Towns if he's not injured, can continue getting injured. And then they'll be sitting in a position that they're like, okay, now we have nothing but Ant. And you're right. Ant by himself might be good enough for an eight seed. But Ant? He's not. He's not. not, just, not, not I, I, don't, I don't get bro. it. All right, man, we got Caleb here. We got Caleb. Let's enter the portal. What's up, Caleb? What's up, Caleb? How you doing, man? What up? What up, man? <laughs> we're just stirring some pot, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, dude, I just tuned in. You guys were talking about, you know, just how deep we are and all that. So um, what else is new? Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. I, I, I think uh, looking at what, you know, we're going in and, and talking about, but, you know, a lot of people don't think that Ant and J-Dub is a fair assessment. They think that Ant is so much better and his potential is so much better um, than J-Dub. But how do you feel about that? Um, look, I'll be real. If I could pick one right now to have on this team, it would it would be Anthony Edwards for sure, just because sure. I think he lines up with Shea as like an amazing partner and for the skill set right now to compete. Um, if I was thinking like long term as like a franchise, who would I want? It, it's definitely a debate. Um, I think the benefit sure. that Ant has in that debate is we have more of a track record for him, right? What he's been in the league now mm-hmm. for four years. He was the number one overall pick. He's lived up to the hype that he's had around him. You could even argue he's, you know, he's exceeded that hype, right? Like he's probably one of the most talented up and coming guards in the league, hundred percent, you know, probably in the top five in that conversation. So, yeah. How much do you think organization and development is going to play into like the long term? Like say when we're looking back in 10 years from now, like, do you think Ant is enough, has enough to like put the whole organization on his shoulder and change the, the track record for the Wolves? Ah, dude, that Wolves team has just been so, and like, I'm not one to talk, right? But as an outsider looking in, just so mismanaged, right? They they've, right. they really haven't developed young talent extremely well. Maybe Ant is, you know, the, the best case for that development. Um, that's why I think, you know, like J-Dub is in the perfect situation. Um, he's still young enough to, you know, compete. But at the same time, like learn from guys like Shea. And he's even said how much of his game he's modeled after Shea. So it's like, who else would you rather have him learning from on a day in, day out basis? And he's in an organization that's going to be patient enough with him, but also reward him for when he delivers. Like he started, he was starting last year. You know what I mean? Like as a rookie on a team that won, what did we win? 42 games last year, 41 games. So 40, I think. Well, all right. Here's the question I have for you. Let's, let's, let's back this up and say last year you take chet 
you take Chet away from the draft, right? Mm-hmm. And you put Ant in that draft. All right. And you know what J Dub's going to bring to the table. Does it go Apollo one, Ant two, J Dub three? How does that go? I'm trying to even remember, like, in that draft, like, just how I felt about him getting picked there at number one. I feel like there was sure. kind of some controversy around it. it he was kind oh, of just I'm, like I'm a, sorry. I'm sorry. Did I did I do that wrong, Mark? What no, draft I, am I talking about? I, I thought you did it right. Okay, good. All right. I'm just making sure. All right. Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> I know. I, make I, sure of J-Dub. <laughs> <laughs> I had to count that one. I'm like, wait a second. What, are we talking about the right one? Yeah. Paulo and J-Dub in the same draft. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I don't know. That That's probably a good order, I would say. Yeah. Because I, I, as much as I want to say that Ant would go number one against Paulo, I, I, I just struggle with that. You know, like, yes, because same. like, he's not, he's not what the, the, um, Orlando would have wanted. Mm. He's got elite talent. And I understand why this is an upsetting conversation for Wolves fans. It's like, is it possible that our second or third best player is better than their best player down the line? And like, fine, like we have to go out and win championships. Like we're not going to, we have to prove like that's, yeah. there's no doubt about that. We're not, we're not going to get any respect until we do that. But for me, like the idea that Ant is just because he's more physical, he's like that also relates to being like a better athlete. I think I can challenge that. Like there's sure. different types of physicality. And I think Ant plays fo- like basketball against football, which is great. Like mm. that works. But in the end, Jada plays like this graceful game like MJ or like Kobe, where like he will go physical, but he's he's finesse to the highest yeah. level. And I think there's something that is spectacular about it that makes me that my imagination kind of jumps on. I'm like, he could keep pushing his game. If he gets to become a 40% three point shooter, he lifts up his volume in shooting. He could easily average 22. And once you get into that spot, it's like, could he average 28 on a bad team? Yes. You know, like once, once you're in that spot, then people will respect you based on your team's winning and sacrifices you're making. So yeah, he's never going to average as many points, but like our team never needs him to. And that's something to take into consideration. Yeah. And all right, Caleb, let's switch course here and stop talking about Ant. Um, <laughs> uh, but let's go talk about Josh Giddy since we have you uh, here, the Caleb. Player. I know you're a Josh Giddy fan. Shane, Jaden, what's Huge. up, guys? Um, all right. So I'm going to give you some few players here, and I want you to kind of rank where you believe that Josh fits in this order. All right. Okay. okay. Um, uh, let's go Chris Paul, Luca, uh, Jokic. And Tyrese Halberton. From a passing perspective? From a passing Into, perspective. Right only. now or like in their primes? Um, right, right now. now. 2020, okay. start of the 2023-2024 season. I would probably put Luca last just because I think okay. I see him more as a scoring guard rather than I do as a pass first talent. I okay. have to put I have to put Jokic one. Um, okay. I would I would probably Makes put Giddy two, and then it's a toss up between Tyrese and Chris Paul. The thing that Tyrese Halliburton and Chris Paul have to their benefit is their assist to turnover ratio is like <laughs> super high, right? They sure. just they do not turn the ball over. I don't know what Giddy's is off the top of my head, but just given sure. the fact that he's a second year player, I imagine it's not super efficient, but probably still very efficient he's a high iq basketball player so i like it and you know what i like about that is that 
Um, it's what we've been saying too, is that we feel like Josh Giddy is the best guard passing guard in the league. You know, um, you can compare him to anybody you want, but the fact that he stands six, nine, he's so efficient from passing out the ball from out of balance. I mean, it's, it's, it's an almost guaranteed two points or at least a really good shot when he passes the ball in balance, um, underneath the um, hoop or on the side. Um, and then you put him in the open court and he just makes so many great decisions just like these other guys. So hell yeah, man, I appreciate you echoing that because that's just something that we've we've talked a lot about is where do you rank Josh as far as guards in the league? I, I'm super high on Josh Giddy, man. I, I really feel like in terms of a backcourt partner with Shea, you couldn't yeah. ask for too much better of a guy. Um, yeah. So long as his three-point shooting continues to improve, and it did last year um, from his first year. And so I think especially now that um, we have Chip, right? It's Chip, Chip England. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. chip we trust. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. 100%. And so chip it's like, will bring right, the chip. He, yeah. He needs to keep improving. But it's like, dude, if this guy gets to a 35 to even at most a 37% three point shooter, and if he's taking, you know, three or four attempts per game at most, I think that's really solid, man. Um, he's, he's not going, he's not ball dominant. He's not a score mm-hmm. first guy. He's looking to create. Um, and he's looking to make the smart and the right play. And, you know, Shea is our, he's our superstar, right? Uh, a thousand percent. And um, I also think given the fact that he's also like the oldest young guy on the team and he's the most developed from that standpoint, uh, it's just like, it's such a beautiful, like <laughs> symphony of talent coming together, you know? Um, mm. Yeah. Man, I, I like yeah, I'm, I'm stoked on our backcourt, man. I, the, I think the thing I'm most looking forward to, and this is kind of messed up to say at the same time, but it's like, I want to see J-Dub make just such a massive leap that in a way, um, if he can also play extremely well on the defensive side, I would like to see how we can manage to put them as our starting three, Shea, mm. J-Dub, and Giddy. Um, mm. yeah. And unfortunately, I think that makes Dort expendable. But I'm looking at guys like maybe Patrick Williams on the Bulls um, or yeah. even uh, Mark. I know you're super high on him, but Mikhail Bridges. Um, you know, I did. Mm-hmm. I commented yeah. on one of your guys' videos last week saying it'd be epic if we could somehow trade for Mikhail at, you know, the three or yep, the four, yep. right? The combo forward. Um, right, man, right. I don't know. I'm high. Sure. Yeah. I, I think it, I think it's important to, to recognize that this, that's how close this team is. You know, like a lot of people are, are, are saying, I, I don't think that J-Dub can make this leap into a top tier player, but what he did at the second half of the season last year, yeah. right? And what we've seen Shea do when, before Shea's big leap, you know, and he would had a, you know, a mild first half and the second half, he started putting up 30 point games, you know, right. and then all of a sudden the next season came back and averaging 30. You know, for me, I watched J-Dub in that second half and averaging like 20 something points a game, 20, 24 or whatever. There's no way in my mind that he doesn't take that jump like that the second year where he's averaging 23 to 26 points a game. And people are like, that's impossible. No, but it's not because it's inside of the system. He's put the weight on to be able to handle all the physical contact that he's going to get. And the thing is, is that people aren't going to think he's our second best scorer until what? Halfway through the season? Then then you realize it's like he's already got momentum and you're you're having a game plan against the second best player who wasn't really high on your your depth chart That's early. It. Um yeah, he's definitely shown 
that ability. I got to ask you before you get out of here, Caleb, um, where are you at now? Are you still in, Roma- uh, in um, Istanbul or are you on to Romania now? Dude, I, I just arrived last night in Bucharest, so um, got in a little bit late. Yeah, it's it's really cool here, man. It's really beautiful. Um, yeah, I got a sick little Airbnb. I walked around this morning, found a cafe. Dude, there's beautiful women all over the place, so I'm just like, I'm like hey, this is fantastic. Good luck with that, man. Holy cow. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I love I'll be here for the month. For the month. Nice, dude. Awesome. Are you gonna probably make it your home after after a month, man? I hear, dude, yeah, I hear that. We'll, we'll see, dude. We will see. You, you, already, have, you sure. already have your life planned there now. After like one walk, you're like, oh my god, those, there's. I get a ten no matter which way I go. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. There's this um girl I fell in love with when I was I was like twelve or thirteen. And she was Romanian, Rebecca Kopu. Shout out, oh, Rebecca yeah. Kopu. <laughs> One of many guys Hell to fall in love. I forgot about that, I know, man. I know. Oh, you were all over it. You wrote our poem, didn't you? Dave, let's talk about something else. <laughs> that, that, that's, how, that's how you know it's real, bro. That's how you know it's real when you're 12 or 13, writing, writing poems in a letter that you're folding to your crush, you know? <laughs> Secret folding way. Yeah. I need to go to Romania. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Good stuff, guys. I'm gonna jet out because I'm in the middle of my work day, but I saw you guys were live, so I wanted to come join in for a bit. Hell yeah, oh, man, we, we appreciate, appreciate you, man. Caleb. All right, make sure Take you stick care, around. Guys. Make sure it uploads 100. percent For sure. Peace. All right. All right. Appreciate it. Peace. What's up, Mwani? How yeah, you guys doing? Blake. What's up, guys? All right. Good man. Shit. I love it, dude. I, I think it's I think it's great. You know, for me, sometimes I, I am a homer and I know we're talking to Oklahoma City Thunder fans being homers. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, plus Henry. Yeah, plus Henry. Um, and Matthew Garcia, he's he's another um, longtime listener now. So um, we appreciate you, Matthew. Um, but, you know, this whole thing to us, man, it's it's we're just having fun. I mean, like, I understand that you guys are like your takes are delusional. Like, I don't give a shit. I mean, like, we make fun of the people that give us bad reviews. Why do we make fun of it? It's because it's fucking shitty-ass reviews. And they're funny. Honestly, like, the funny thing about the Ant and J-Dub thing was we were just talking about the team, right? And then all of a sudden, you kind of said, like, you kind of mentioned Ant in comparison. And then... Like all of a sudden it became like a side thing. And now every, like it was the six months apart that I kept on looking at. I'm like, they're six months apart. They're similar in body size. Right. Um, you know, but people actually, might want to say that's that. The other thing is like, Ant isn't nearly as tall as J-Dub. Like, no, J-Dub's like a six, 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 seven. He's and six, I think, yeah. I think Ant's like six, four. If you look yeah. at what he's listed at, he's listed around six, four. I, I'm like, that makes a difference. You know, I, I'll tell you this, Henry. Um, you know, you said um, Ant Edwards puts the fear in Oklahoma City uh, Thunder. Okay, the only thing that Ant Edwards does in Oklahoma City, man, Dave. Uh, no, I, I shouldn't say listen, that. Should I say that? Look, look, it was it was an extremely physical game. <laughs> Shea ended up with a black eye, with a cut over his eye, with a chipped tooth. Like it, it was extremely physical. And I think like the thing that you have to keep in mind is we were the youngest. The second youngest team in NBA history, only second youngest younger. So NBA team worry. in NBA history. Dude, don't it taught worry. us a lesson. It taught us a lesson. It taught us a lesson, and we're and, and we will eventually we're going to be out there. Listen, we will throw some bows. We will Dude. not be the only ones getting black eyes by the end of it. Like J Dub, I, I broke promise you this against the Wolves. We're gonna if we play the Wolves in the first round, it would be because we're the three seed. 
right? And we're playing the Wolves in the um, – and I promise we're, you this. We we're gonna, we, we, will, we as Oklahoma City Thunder fans will provide the lube mm. for all the Wolves fans to know when they just got fucked. <laughs> Right, like we as Oklahoma City fans, at least provide lube. We don't expect to go in there dry. We don't expect to go there like tearing shit up. We provide the lube for you so that you can at least have a good experience in Oklahoma City as you watch your team just get dominated by what the third youngest team in NBA history next year. That's it, baby. It's like I, I get it. Like I get it. You're passionate. We've got we got fans from um, Houston. We pissed off. Mark and I talked uh, about hand, uh, fans from um, what was that other team that Orlando? We pissed them off. Pissed, but what was the what was the other team Antonio, that we pissed off? Um, the other Texas team. Uh, I can't remember their Spurs. names. Oh yeah, yeah. fucking Spurs. <laughs> so, so dude, it's it's the we Spurs people you, called us. The Spurs people called us outright, right, Mark? Yeah, they just did. And like to me, like it is the way it is. The Dylan Brooks of basketball podcast and i'm okay with that thank you matthew garcia for calling us that we appreciate you guys we'll be back tomorrow some fresh takes but i will tell you this there is no better point guard in the league than josh giddy that is under 24 years old and there's no one else that can convince me otherwise because i i would rather have Josh Giddy than Morant. And the reason I would is because baggage that comes with Morant. The Listen. price take it comes from Morant. And Josh Giddy is one of those guys that when we're all said and done and he breaks these records, that people are going to say, how the fuck did Josh Giddy go number six? Thank you for joining The Last Storm, where we always provide the lube. <laughs>